I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week, we're doing something very special. Bronwyn, do you want to explain? Absolutely. So in order to properly celebrate the holidays, we have a very special guest, actress Ashley Williams, who you likely know from How I Met Your Mother, Jim Gaffigan's show. And today we'll be exploring some of the Hallmark movies she's been in, including Never Kiss a Man in a Christmas Sweater, which came out this year. Thank you so much for being here, Ashley. I'm so impressed that you said that whole title in one breath. Never kiss a man in a Christmas sweater. I always have to stop in the middle and take a breath. I I did. I did actually look at my phone to make sure I didn't mess up the title because, like, that would that would be a real bad that would be a real bad intro to you know botch that. But thank you so much for coming on to talk about everything that's needed, you know, for a, a successful Christmas movie. And all of the the behind the scenes. <laughs> God, I miss watching Hallmark movies all the time. I used to do that when I had cable, like at home. And I don't have cable anymore, so I'm always excited when we get an excuse to watch one. Oh, good! I'm so glad I gave you that excuse. I do. I feel like this year more than ever, we kind of need that like escape, and we need to check out of our lives, even just for 90 minutes, and then we can go back to writing postcards to Georgia. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Getting that balance. And the okay, never okay, so the uh, never kiss a man in a Christmas sweater was released a few weeks ago, right? This is yeah. fresh off the press. That's correct. It premiered November 7th on the Hallmark Channel and it broke a bunch of records. We're very excited. I mean, these home you guys, these Hallmark movies, the numbers are crazy. They do so well. Yeah, I I am not surprised. I have the streaming, the Hallmark Now. Um, yeah, I have that too. Yeah, and whenever I see one on, um, also on Netflix or Prime, I'm always like scooping it up because they release them, you know, for limited amounts of time. So I'm like, okay, I gotta rewatch this one now while I can. I mean, I I feel like, especially like you said, this year, everybody needs to find ways to really celebrate the holidays and to really get some good festive escapism so that we're not just like looking at the the abyss of the internet. <laughs> yep, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> yeah, I think we should uh, jump into the plot for listeners who haven't seen this movie yet. Um, so this this movie... If you were to describe it, Ashley, uh, how would you summarize the plot? Oh, gosh. Um, the pressure. I know. I'm um, sorry. <laughs> Never a Man in a Christmas Sweater is about a second grade teacher named Maggie who is volunteering in her local military base over the holidays for the military camp. The kids of um, who have parents with one or more um, wait, the kids who have one or more parents in the military attend this camp over the holiday break. And she comes in and does like games and activities with them and blah, blah, blah. And this year they they're getting ready for this big, fun Christmas Eve party. But 
they don't have a good, awesome Christmas tree for the Christmas tree party. So, or the, or the Christmas Eve party. So they send her out to go get the Christmas tree. And by accident, she's carrying the Christmas tree and she knocks a handsome man unconscious with the tree messes up his holiday season because of his new found medical issues. <laughs> and he ends up housing him in her guest house and shocker, they super fall in love. <laughs> Which, I mean, who among us has not met someone after we hit them with a Christmas tree? I mean, this is like, I will say this is the only time I've seen this meet cute. And we have talked about over 150 romantic comedies. So there's a lot there's a lot of meat cues that we've seen and I've never seen someone get knocked out by a Christmas tree. And I, I loved that. I was like, yes, this is <laughs> happening. <laughs> I appreciate a meat cue that involves violence. I think, mm-hmm. you know, when it's, it's about, it's a feminist perspective, embracing women's power and yes. our domination and, you know, how men should be scared of us. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. It's a very sort of um, relevant topic these days. There's a looming, there's a looming threat of death to him. And Mm -hmm. it's really only, it's the mercy of your character that allows him to continue his life. And, and that's really the foundation for the love story (laughs) is like, you could have, you know, you knocked him out with the Christmas tree. You could have kicked him while he was down, but instead you called for an ambulance um, and you know, there, there was a version of a prayer of just like, oh my gosh, I hope he's okay. Which of course he heard, which is a great seed for the love <laughs> to yeah. sprout. Um, well, you paid attention. <laughs> I, I did. I absolutely did. And I, I was saying this before we started recording and I think I texted this to Jordan that I think if somebody wanted a holiday drinking game, they need to count the trees not take a shot. I don't want anyone to get alcohol poisoning. But if you want to have a sip of cider, like of, of a festive Christmas cider, then like a hot apple cider, not yes. alcoholic. But you might have like a sugar shock from <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of Christmas trees in the movie. Yeah. Did 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 it smell like Christmas trees on set? Because that is a really nice Okay like Okay, full disclosure, they were all fake. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> I don't I know why I want them to be killing all those trees. Yeah. Yeah. Go plastic yeah. this holiday season. Come on. <laughs> Have a heart. That's what we had growing up. We just had like the plastic tree and we would just assemble it every year. It was fun. Because you were allergic? No, I just think that we didn't want to buy one every year. I mean, it's like you either buy it or you have to figure out how to store it all year round. So like those of us that live in New York City in like an 800 square foot apartment, we have to buy it every year because otherwise we would be spending like $100 a month to store it. Exactly. Exactly. And it, and it's like, it's a lot of work for that one month, but then you don't have to take care of it for the rest of the year. And then you just, you know, it's like you're fostering a puppy, but it's a tree. <laughs> but also <laughs> like then the puppy dies. That's true. <laughs> so I guess that is no. a lot more sad. <laughs> yeah, it's actually really not okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I likened it to I likened it to a puppy and it got grim real quick. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you have me as a guest. <laughs> I I love that. That is we are about that. I was I was gonna say one of the things I like about this movie is uh, your daughter in the movie is a little bit of a wing woman. Um, 
right? Yeah. Like, so, I really loved the daughter. I will say that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good response on the internet. People she's, like her. Yeah, because she she's she feels like your daughter, which obviously you want. Like, and I think sometimes with, with child actors, that's hard to have that chemistry. Um, but also she really like, I believe that she likes this man, like this strange man who's injured and he's staying in your guest house. Like she wants to talk to him about video games, mm-hmm. right? She's, she's trying to kind of get him to come out of his shell. Cause he's a little bit of a, a grump at first. He's a little bit of a Grinch, right? This is a, yeah. this is a Grinch story where his heart grows by the mm-hmm. end. Um, it's such an she, element to like a relationship that the daughter is cool with everything. And I think yeah. that I'm glad they got into that a little bit. Cause it's, I mean, as a mom, I'm married, but as a mom, like if my kids aren't hitting it off with somebody, it's, that's would be a big turnoff, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and like, I feel like that gives her permission to connect with him uh, beyond wanting him to forgive her. Right. Because obviously your character just feels bad because you knocked this man out. <laughs> yeah. And his skiing vacation has been derailed. Yes. He was going to go skiing. That was it the next day. I think it was the next day he was supposed to go skiing, but then he has, he's in the accident. Correct. So like he was swinging into his uh, home. Uh, yeah. His hometown to, um, see his brother and his brother's family before he went off to ski in Aspen because recently he's been really trying, his name is Lucas. He's really been trying to sort of take hold of, um, you know, life and do, you know, what things, you know, to, to spend his time doing what life is all about, like skiing and traveling and having adventures and stuff like that. And she totally messes up his plan to do that. Right. And he's not really a holiday person. You know, he came to see his brother and his, his nephew and he has a new niece. Right. So it's like, see the baby, but he wants to go just not think about the holidays, not think about the family gathering. Cause he recently uh, broke up with his fiance or got dumped. Yeah. I think that's an important distinguishing <laughs> factor. So, you know, he's, he's got like, not a big Christmas guy, but also sad about love. So all of this family focus kind of, you know, hackles him. You know, for a guy who's just been dumped, like, he's pretty chill. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a way that they could play it where it's just like, uh, I hate love or like a dark way to play it. Like, uh, women, you can't trust them. But it's really not either of those for him. He's just like depressed. <laughs> as he's you know that's normal though yeah and also like wanting to go like feel free and you know go travel for the first time and kind of reevaluate his life and you know I mean that's probably what I would do like after a bad breakup is like go go see the sights go travel go feel free you know but I think in love with this woman before you know I I think uh it's interesting I'm curious, like, from your perspective, being your character, what moment do you think her feelings transition from wanting to make him feel okay and feeling guilty to feeling uh, romantic towards him? Because I think that's a gradual. um, I like that it's gradual because I think that 
is realistic, but I'm curious what you think the turning point would be for her. Yeah. Well, like she enters into her, what she calls her apology tour, um, because she just feels so bad for injuring him so horrendously. And he, I mean, he has to have surgery, (laughs) (laughs) which is like amazing. So, um, so she just feels so bad and she's like making him enchiladas and she's like, can I like, what do you need? How can I help you? And he's like, leave me alone. So I think the moment that it really shifts is, um, when she sees him interacting with all the kids at the little holiday camp, yeah, um, because she, she sees, you know, this like spark in him and the kids being engaged with him. So, you know, and I think up until then, it's just like, oh, hi, like, it's nice to have a grown up, another grown up around because usually it's just me and my daughter, you know, but like, what's your deal? And like, can you reach this too high? And, you know, um, and then seeing him when she gets him to come and volunteer at the camp with her and getting to see him, you know, in that yeah. element, like such a turn on. Like, I love it. Whenever my husband's like around other kids and the kids are freaking out and loving him, I'm like, ah, oh, you're like, let's make another one. It's time. Well, <laughs> not do that. But yeah, <laughs> you're like, actually not that part. We but yes, children. Um, but it is really cute to see boys being like, what, what would be a good dad is like such a turn on to me. Yeah, I definitely think that is that is a turn on and like it is when he seems to open up because he is depressed and he's injured and she's reaching out to him when he's first in the guest house and you know trying to be like, "Oh, come have dinner with us. Oh, we're going to we're going to uh do caroling and everything and he's just not about it," which I did think was a funny dynamic cuz I've been both people in that situation at different times like, you know, sometimes they're like, "I just want to go take a nap. I can't I can't do this. And then other times you're the one who's like, come on, everybody, we have a wreath. Right. <laughs> like, let's, let's have fun. And uh, I like, I feel like Christmas traditions are really something you have to be in the mood for, because yes. if you're like in a bad way, then decorating a tree is exhausting, you know? Yes. Yeah. But, yeah. But then there's other times when I'm like, oh, I could go all night. Like, let's, let's roll, you know? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Because it is like so emotional. I think there's such an emotional expectation with holiday celebrations that you have to be in a mood. So if you're not, there can be this pressure of like, oh, I'm not energetic enough. I need to like get on people's level. Right. Exactly. Uh, Do you live in New York, Ashley? Good question. (laughs) I'm just I'm just asking specifically because like I was gonna go into the fact that like so many of these Hallmark movies are in small towns and I wanted to know if you related to that at all oh yeah um well no I mean we're nomads so right now we're in Canada we've been here since June we do have an apartment in New York but it's we haven't I haven't been there since February um and we also live in LA. I don't know. We go wherever the work <laughs> is. So, but also right now we're unemployed. So you tell me. Um, so, uh, small town. I mean, I was born in Yonkers, uh, on the East coast. And then my family moved up to Westchester when I was like in high school or elementary school and high school. Um, so I spent the majority of my childhood there. And, but I was also commuting into the city cause I was working on a soap opera all through high school. So I really like the like, I mean, I also love the like phraseology of going into the city, but like, that's what we call it. Yeah. yeah. Going into the city was like such a thing when I was 
in like middle school and high school. So yeah, I mean, to that end, I think I'm kind of a small town girl, but like a 40 minute train ride away from Times Square, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Where are you from? Um, I'm from Georgia. Uh, I moved to New York like six years ago. And that's where you are right now? Yeah, yeah. I live in Queens. Oh my gosh, you're kidding. That's so funny. Well, I have an apartment on the Upper West Side that is empty if you need a place to stay. Um, (laughs) I like, be careful what you offer. (laughs) Well, we'll start you rent. How's that? Um, And are you in New York too? Yeah, I'm also in Queens. Uh, I grew up in Seattle, so my family's all West Coast. Yeah. Got it. So yeah. like for you guys basically living in New York City adjacent, like do you appreciate small town stories? Yeah, I'm, I'm from a small town. So oh, yes. Do you yeah. feel do you feel nostalgic uh watching small town stories, uh Jordy? Um, I mean, it's nice to know everybody. Like when I was living in Georgia, like I, I knew everyone. There were only a few places that you could go. There were only like all of the bars were, like, on the same two blocks. So, like, if you went drinking, like, enough, you would meet everyone. And I do miss that. Like, that was cool. And, like, our little, like, Christmas festivals and our, like, Pride Festival was also super small. So, yeah, I guess I do. (laughs) I feel feel nostalgic in in a weird, like in a weird way because I I grew up in the city, but when I was in high school, my family moved. My parents actually started working at a campground. So my dad helps run a Christmas festival. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. A Hallmark movie. It it does. Right. Like (laughs) in the campground, like where people pull up RVs or tents. What do you mean? Well, it's a, it's a Christian campground and my dad runs a a lights, Christmas festival there. So it is very, um, it, yeah, it's very much like a Hallmark movie. Does and he do festivals all year round? Thank it's you so just uh, the month of December. They put up over a million lights. And, yeah, and then they have, like, all these light displays. And then the rest of the year, it's just a uh, campground with retreats and, you know, different groups come and stuff. So, so these kind, like, the small town, like, they live in a small town now. And specifically Christmas movies are very funny because it does make me think of my parents in like a very direct way. Yeah, um, we even though I didn't grow up like about your dad. Yeah. <laughs> totally. If I mean, if Hallmark wants to uh have a movie on a Christian campground, it doesn't well, have to be a Christian movie. <laughs> What's your dad's yeah. name? Uh Lauren. His uh, name Lauren is L-O-R-E-N. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like a very Lauren Christmas, but then we could also do like, you know, Valentine's day for Lauren and <laughs> like Easter Lauren, like, I so love it. I love it. Oh um, my God, Bronwyn. I really do think that she should, I did. It didn't even occur to me. You should totally pitch a movie. <laughs> it could be like the going home story, but it's going back to the, the Christmas festival campground. Well, yeah, yeah. Like your character comes home to visit him and he's like overwhelmed and there's all, some of the lights don't work. Yes. Yeah. There, there's the, the people who ruined the something or other. Yeah. One of the cranes is broken because there are people who hung lights that met and then got married there. So I could just like 
rip off someone else's love story with their oh my god and you have a romance with like a handyman oh yeah Yeah, like there's overalls but then like glitter you know yeah absolutely yeah and then there's like june wedding so we could do the christmas one and then we could do the june the june wedding one which is like the people who met at that christmas festival and then got married in the spring yeah that's the sequel that's perfect Mm -hmm. oh my god i love this i'm all over i I wish there was something like that in my town we only have a thing called lights of the south which is very fun it's just like a little it's like a hayride through all of these like christmas lights and then at the end you like have cocoa and a little barn that's that's really cute i love the idea of the pride i like like you know Pride, yeah, parade, a group, or Hmm? was it like a pride (laughs) parade or a group or something? Yeah, it's like a little tiny pride parade, like in like a like a small like um kind of like grounds area where it's like a parade ground, but it's like very very small. Yeah, I was like one of the organizers of like the original one because we didn't have one. So in high school, we just kind of like got together and like made a committee, and we were like, we want to have a pride festival here. And yeah, and they made it. So okay, that was this cool. needs to be a Hallmark movie too. Yes, <laughs> yes. Hallmark movie lives because it's we like need that. like the grassroots like organic thing and now there's a tradition and it's growing and it's nationally known and and the problem is like this year the parade is being derailed because of the snow (laughs) oh my god (laughs) oh wow yeah and like how how are people gonna get there which makes me think of christmas in evergreen actually because there's because there's a festival in that movie and pride parade can come through evergreen Ooh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Let's combine these like cinematic Christmas worlds, the yeah. cinematic Christmas Hallmark universe. Yeah, because <laughs> they're like love- they're like four evergreen movies. Yeah, right now. Yeah. yeah, and now that Holly Robinson Pete is the mayor of Evergreen, I think she would super advocate for the Pride Parade coming in this coming. Christmas. Oh my God, she became mayor. Okay, so what you happened to Ezra? He became the mayor. You've got to catch up. <laughs> oh my god okay and do you guys know who the star is of this year's evergreen movie wait the, there's a fourth one right fourth yeah evergreen movie that premieres december 5th oh my gosh it's called christmas and evergreen bells are ringing and i will give you three guesses as to who the leading lady of the movie is wow okay uh, um I have to not cheat. It's <laughs> so oh, difficult. Freaking cheat. No, no cheating. Okay. Um, okay. So can we get a hint? Holly Robinson Pete is obviously there, right? She's, she's like, there, but she's not the lead. She's a, okay. she's a big-time lead, but she's not the lead of this next Christmas movie. I'll give you a hint. She was a major player in the original Evergreen movie. Oh, wait. Is it... um? remember her name what did she look like what how how long was her hair <laughs> the, like the kind of like short-haired one she like had yeah. like an updo yeah. and she was like, yes yeah. oh god yeah. i so love that for her hard and she's a superstar um and that so makes me so happy this movie she's and she's so good you guys you're gonna love the movie it's written by zach hug who wrote the original and somebody co-wrote it with him and unfortunately 
don't know what that person's name is, but <clears throat> anyway, it's really good. It's really delicious. Barbara Niven is also in it, who was in the original Holly, and then and then Hannah, played by Rukia Bernard. Um, oh, I love this. I'm looking. I'm uh, looking at the lineup right now. Yeah, go look at it. It's so. Oh cool. my god. Yeah, I love me... Barbara Niven as the mom in the first one. Yes. I, he's so good. She's so good, you guys. Like, so kind, so generous. And that's, like, how she is in real life. Like, so kind and generous and lovely. I love that. I'm so glad to hear that because I always get sad when I see um, when I see actors that seem really kind in their roles and then, and then like, they don't get along with each other in real life or something. So it's that nice when you hear that it's awesome. like, If you're a jerk. Hallmark won't rehire you. Like you're done. That's awesome. They're all really nice people. <laughs> do you do you genuinely do you feel like uh, the the actors and directors that you've worked with? Do you feel like they are like a family in a sense, or yeah. is that? I mean, literally, yeah. like, it's a group of girls who are like just notoriously like super pro women like women supporting women like we all advocate for each other and like love each other and like we have these parties and we just cuddle I mean it's just it's like <laughs> really love, so wholesome. Like, love each other like I love these women <laughs> I um, love Nikki that Deloach so much is, Nikki Deloach has been one of my best friends for like 20 years we've been in acting class together since like the early 2000s I love the daylights out of that woman. Um, let's see. Uh, and then, oh my gosh, there's so many, like all of them, like, um, oh my gosh. Um, my favorite one. Well, not my, I won't, I don't want to like order them, but anyway, Aaron Krakow came over for Manhattan the other night and socially distanced from me on my back porch and like sat there with me and giggled. Um, I love them all. They're like the greatest people. That makes me so happy because that's what I like want to be true. And so to hear you say that, that genuinely everybody supports each other and wants to work together and you're excited to work together and like, okay, what's, you know, what's the next movie we're going to be on or when's yours coming out? That's, that's wonderful. Cause I do feel like, do you guys know Erin Cahill? She does a bunch of Hallmark movies. She's a really good friend. Um, um, and what I was going to say was I had this idea for like the Avengers of Hallmark movies, which would be like every single girl, yes. There's like seven of us that are just like in it. And we're like trying to save Christmas together. And it's like, it's like all of us were like, we got this. We're going to save Christmas. <laughs> Absolutely. Because I do feel like there is a Hallmark universe. So much like, you know, Marvel and all of those movies, there should be like the mega Hallmark movie where it's like this character from this movie and, and these people who are in the same movie, but then they meet these characters and they're all, and what do you think they should save Christmas from in this? Like, would it be um, some sort of force, you know, from outer space is threatening Christmas or would it be like an internal cultural, like um, everyone's too sad to celebrate Christmas. So like, we wait, need wait, to, like, I have an idea. What if it's like, did you guys see Children of Men? Yes. Yeah. I actually rewatched it really recently. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Is, like one last pregnant reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 
The Last Reindeer is, like, the name of the movie. And it's all about, like, trying to keep, like, reindeers from becoming extinct to, like, because, like, Sienna needs them. But also, like, there's an environmentalist, like, aspect to it. And it's all about, like making sure that that reindeer gives birth and then she does give birth, but it's Christmas morning. Oh, that's so perfect. Also like that reindeer's like Jesus. I don't know. There's something there. There's definitely something there because yeah, if, if the reindeer gives birth on Christmas morning, then there's all the tension and buildup of everyone's so anxious because they don't know if the reindeer is going to give birth. And is this the last Christmas? And you know, we all need to celebrate and we all need to band together for the last Christmas. But then the reindeer gives birth. And, and then all the saved. girls come, like the wise men, except they're wise women, and they're delivering <laughs> <laughs> like, like, do- like dog treats and re- like reindeer treats. <laughs> like, boys and like... I love it. This is, I really hope, I really hope that one of the executives um, at Hallmark hears this idea from you and is guys. You know what? Why don't we just go for it and the reindeer can give birth in the town of Evergreen? (laughs) I mean, absolutely. Evergreen is the manger. Zach Hug, who wrote the Evergreen movies to this podcast, so he'll listen to it and I'll tell him that we like (laughs) shout it out to him. And so it's, there's, we'll tell him so Zach there needs to be like a a pride parade and there needs to be a pregnant reindeer who has to give birth on Christmas morning and then all the wise women come and deliver gifts and maybe some of them like dress in drag and it's like the parade is going through while the reindeer is giving birth and the music swells and the credits roll (laughs) this is this is a this is a home run. This is like, you know, in gymnastics, when they do the dismount off the balance beam, this is one of those. Like, they, they did the backflip, you know, good posture, absolutely. I think it's called yeah. the last reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, Ashley, you obviously know what it takes, like, a Hallmark movie. Like, you know this world. I want to, like, what do you think that you've learned this is, this is such an absurd question that I wrote that I must ask you. <laughs> I was going to ask you, what have you learned I about... I can't stop laughing at my stupid idea. It's the freaking stupidest thing I've ever <laughs> it's, I would watch it. It's wonderful. It's I think the world... Needs, I'm obsessed with it. The world, the world, like, truly needs this. Like, this actually will save Christmas if this movie exists. <laughs> exactly. You have to write it. All right, yes. question? You want me to what? Oh, I was going to ask, what have you learned about Christmas <laughs> from being in, I think from being like in these movies? The worst ideas for Christmas movies. That's the biggest What have I learned about Christmas? I mean, do you feel like you celebrate differently, like less or more because you are in Christmas movies? Or do you feel like you're like, whatever. My life is my life. It's the same. I mean, one thing I'll say is like to do these movies, they, they keep asking us this, this question every year. They're like, so what's your favorite Christmas tradition? So every, and I'm like, I don't know. Like we decorate the tree. Like I don't have anything yeah. to say. So every year now I'm like trying to figure out what our traditions are so that <laughs> I can have something to say in interviews in the future. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Is I'm like, oh, 
oh, I can talk about this in an interview next year when I do like press for my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> like kind of pocket stories the whole season. You, you know, like make a stocking and you're like, this is going to be what I talk about no, in the interviews. Like, they'll be able to show it on Home and Family. <laughs> I have to, okay, this is, I realize this is a little bit of a pivot, but for, uh, never kiss a man in a Christmas sweater. My opinion is I think that hit the, his architect friend is hotter. Um, no offense to the actors, Matt. but just, yeah. Can I, I think- tell you a fun fact about Matt? You guys, yes, please. So his name is Matt. Don't remember his last name. Super cute guy. I literally two days ago wrapped an episode of The Good Doctor where Matt plays my husband. <gasps> See, uh, I knew I. I okay. I, I honestly was reading one day is like weeping into Matt's arms because I was like a cancer patient on The Good Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. See, I I was like I wanted him. I knew that he wouldn't, but I wanted him to swoop because I felt like he had a little more game and like he was gonna initiate and I. And like your character works hard and needs someone who will initiate sometimes, which I do think at the end, at the end, yes, um, that is happening. He's, he got you a ticket to Paris, right? However, do you know what that involves? (laughs) That's a lot. The mail. The printer, a working printer. I mean, who has that? I don't, I, yeah, I think I know one person with a printer and he also, uh, you know, a second person. Cause <gasps> I also have one. I, oh I, my gosh. I don't know how to use it. This is amazing. Oh, okay. So now I know three people with printers, but <laughs> <This is laughs> my, my world has expanded. Um, I'm so glad to know that you are married to him and the good doctor. Did, like this groundwork was laid. Right. Because I, I was just like, he's so hot and he seems emotionally available. Like, why doesn't he have someone in this movie? Why is he, why isn't he going on dates? Yeah. What's that guy's backstory? Yeah. Like yeah. they met in architecture school, right? Yeah. yeah. He went to architecture school with Lucas. And I think he was like, Hey, you could come in my place. Oh wait. I think he has twins or something. He's married that guy. Oh, right. Cause yeah. the twins just started spending like sleeping through the night. He's like, oh, right. Place, but the kid, the twins are up all night or something like that. So I think he's taken, uh, of course he's taken there and on the good doctor ladies. So you're wow. back to, uh, you know, sigh. sigh. I'm going to have to just, you know, Update hold that in my heart for later. Profile. Yeah. <laughs> Could we talk about Christmas and Evergreen for one second? Because, like, I, you know, both guys in that movie, I just kept on thinking, like, it's strong jaw versus strong jaw battle of the jaws in that movie. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So, Teddy Sear, you're talking about Evergreen. Yes. Yeah. Versus Marcus. um, What's that guy's name? Marcus Ross Rosner. Yeah. Serious jaw on that guy. Yes, like cut like, cheese with it. I I could not stop staring. <laughs> yeah, hardcore, hardcore jaw lines across the board. Teddy Sears is a really good actor. You guys, like he was on the Flash. He did um, like uh, the like Chicago PD something or other show. Oh yeah, he's a really. I remember. I remember him on this TNT show I used to watch called Raising the Bar. That was like the first time I saw him. Yo, I really like Masters of Sex. Oh, I 
actually have that show. I bought the box set. I have not watched it yet. So Are now you I just have a DVD player. Yes, I do. And a DVD player? Who are you? What is it, 2004? (laughs) Jordan's living both in the future and the past, like, simultaneously by having those. And that's... My DVD collection is, like, right to my left over there. (laughs) Wow, I would really like to see that. Oh, Um, yeah, I'll I'll show a picture of it sometime, send it to you. I have a lot of them. That's so impressive. I feel like we did have a lot, but I think we recycled. We literally like put them in recycling. Oh, I didn't even think about, I get, you can recycle DVDs. Uh, 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 don't quote me on that. <laughs> We're going to send this to recycling, the New York recycling uh, department. Yeah, well, <laughs> you can, and you can also, there's this app called Declutter. You have to put like at least 10 things, 10 things or more in a box and like you just scan them and then you just like send them to like a UPS store and you'll get only like $10, but like it's a great way to get rid of them without like throwing them out. <laughs> $10 for 10 DVDs? Uh, like, it depends on how much. Like, sometimes when you scan them, some of them will, like, be worth more than other ones. But it's, like, not a lot of money because DVDs aren't worth that much anymore, which is weird because there's, like, less of them. So you would think that they'd be worth more. Right, like items. Right. Yeah, yeah. They're worth more on eBay, though. So I guess eBay is where the money is. You can charge anything. I okay. should sold them on eBay. Okay. Okay, sorry. So I um, was thinking about Christmas and Evergreen and how Zoe is also kind of a matchmaker. And I was wondering, um, do you think children as matchmakers wing, wing, wing people is a hallmark staple? It's like the children bringing people together. Yeah. I mean, one thing I think Hallmark does really well is like bringing the magic of family back into our lives a little bit. And I think often kids in a Hallmark movie can are, are sort of soothsayers or, or truth tellers. Like they're the ones that can kind of objectively say like, you, you seem happy with him, mom, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Simple perspective. That's really honest. And I feel like a lot of times kids, kids fill that role in these kinds of movies, which I really appreciate. Yeah, like they they just have a very clear view of what they think people want. And, and, you know, adults get in our heads, we get in our own way. And the kids are like, I think you like each other. And they're like, no, I don't. And then at the end of the movie, they're like, you were right, I did. (laughs) The kids are not wrong. Yeah, they, they just like, they have such a direct view of things that as an adult is a lot harder. Yeah. And I also think like that's part of the wish fulfillment of these kinds of movies, because in reality, my kids like torture me and scream at me all day. So to spend a little bit of time like watching a movie where the kids are like the reasonable one in the family is a relief. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of part of the the comfort, right? Yeah, totally. that's the kind of kid that I was because I was raised by a single mom. And so like if she like brought like a guy home, I'd just be like, I don't know about this one or be like, I really like this one. Like that was, that was me. I was very annoying. That doesn't sound annoying. I feel like I need you in my life to like tell me about what to audition for. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, you, I would love to do that. <laughs> if you had to pick, okay, between Christmas and Evergreen and Never Kiss Man in a Christmas Sweater... Which of the characters, not the actors themselves, because, like, you know them and, you know, that's that's awkward to pick. But, like, which of the characters would you pick um, to be with? 
You mean between Teddy Sears and Niall Mater? Which would I choose? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I actually let's throw Marcus Rosser in there too because I don't think Spencer got a fair. I don't think he got a fair shot in the jawline. Marcus is out. Um, Listen, um, I think you know. I think it really would depend on the mood. I mean, Teddy Sears. Teddy Sears is. he's just such a good guy. And I like the idea of being married to a doctor. Like you don't have to take your kid to the pediatrician would be very helpful. Absolutely. Um, I also just think like Teddy's kind of like, like Teddy's character was kind of like understated and sweet. Um, and had this daughter that really sort of warmed him and had this priority, which I really love and having already be a parent was great. But the thing about Niall Mater, you guys like, and not just Lucas's character, Niall Mater in general, is that he's just a freaking laugh riot. Like Niall Mater and I laughed the entire day. Like we could not stop laughing. Um, and that's important. That's really important. I mean, yeah. when somebody is funny. Then again, Teddy Sears is really funny too. Like, but sort of in a different way. Like, can I have both with that? Can we yeah. can I have polyamorous Hallmark? Yes. We love a thruple on we the Bad Romance a podcast. A Hallmark thruple. We we need the Polly Hallmark movie. <laughs> we have to represent the Polly community here, guys. Yeah. yeah. That would be... Okay, there needs to be um, a Polly character in the, the Grand Avengers Hallmark movie. I think there's definitely a side plot line there. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe I'm throwing too many in. Maybe that should be in one of the sequels. No, no, no. Oh, I yeah. Think the, I think The Last Reindeer is the movie where we do it all. <laughs> yes, absolutely. No and all. So to your point, yeah, we need a poly character. And you know what? We don't even necessarily need to make it a plot point. I just think it's like, you know, Lacey Chabert has like two men, one on each arm. And she oh, yeah. Like, hey there, little reindeer. Here's some thistle. And like the boys just smile. And like that's that's our Polly character. Done. Yeah. It the just rain is like raging behind her. Absolutely. Like the, the power of that moment alone. Like there's yeah. a lot of power there. There's a big music. We're gonna do a mic we're gonna do like um we're gonna do like a like a mic like what's it called? Oh my brain's not working. Um a record What's it called? Record drop? What's it called when you start a song in a movie? Needle drop. Uh, needle drop. Jeez, oh, me. Wine. Um, yeah, I'm like a mic drop, a record player drop. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ashley, take a nap. Um, anyway, um, yeah, we'll do like maybe that's when like Lady Gaga's Bad Romance drops. Oh, oh my god. Oh, this is the perfect. This, of the wow, this is everything tying in together. This is like you a chef's kiss. <laughs> oh, before I forget, um, we should talk a little bit about how I met your mother. Yeah. Before we before we end the episode, because um we well, Bronwyn and I just finished um running through the entire thing. I watched it like first run. So actually I finished how I met your mother, like the last season, right before I moved to New York. Like it was the last show I watched before I moved to New York. So rewatching it now after living in New York for a while was interesting, but Bronwyn, it was your first run (laughs) and it was an experience. 
And we we um we really liked that your character Victoria was one of the only characters to call out Ted's obsession with Robin and the fact that he's hanging out with his ex and that everybody's this incestuous friend group, right? We like that your character actually called it out because because so much of the time I'm like, this is not normal. Obviously, you can be friends with an ex, you can be friendly, but if I was dating someone and they were hanging out with their ex or living with their ex... I there would be a point where there would be some red flags. I would I would ask the question, um, do you feel how do you feel personally about the character of Ted? Do you feel like Victoria kind of mirrors how you would have felt about him? I mean, listen, Ted is one of those hopeless romantics, which kind of gets me. I mean, I think that's sweet because there's an innocence to that, you know? Yeah. And, and, and by the way, that's Josh Radner as well. Like he's, he's kind of every man, you know, which, um, which is just, just, just delicious. Um, so he and I personally always really hit it off. Um, we just really loved each other. We loved talking and, and it was weird. Cause when I first met him, I had like just turned 24 or something like we were bait, you know, I was a baby and it was his first job out of college. And it was a lot of like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe we suddenly can pay our rent. You know, there's a lot yeah. of that. And then what was cool was coming back eight seasons later and being like, hi. And I remember one of the first things he told me was like, well, one thing I've learned is like money does not necessarily make like isn't everything you need in order to be happy. And that was news to me, you know, yeah. um, sweet, you know, like it's, it's all these things that we just love in a boy. Like we just love like honest, he's a great listener, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and Ted, you know, Ted is just always like, honestly trying to figure his life out. Like guys, what am I supposed to do? You know? <laughs> <laughs> And it's also fun to the fantasy of feeling like you were the answer. Like I Mm -hmm. was the one that helped him find clarity and, you know, is kind of always my favorite thing. It's our, it's the ethos behind like a woman's desire to fix a boy, you know, it's the same kind of in the same family. Um, so, you know, I think, I think Ted is a really good guy and Josh is a really good guy. And, and, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's always been my fantasy that I would like live in an apartment that like people would just stop by every day. Like they do in a sitcom. Like I love that. But also like, how does that compromise the intimacy of a relationship? You know, I, I don't yeah. want to, but does it, you know, like, I don't know. And I think that, you know, she was kind of like, it's weird. Like you guys are all weird, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. She's like, it was cute at first, this whole communal living aspect, but also I would like to be in a relationship and not like, she wasn't trying to be part of a thruple or a quadruple. <laughs> she was like, I want to date Ted. Yeah. 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 God, I loved the care packages she sent. I was obsessed with the care packages. They were so good. Oh, God. Just the cupcakes, just to open a box and for there to be cupcakes. Jesus, like, that's beautiful. (laughs) And also, like, cheers to the mail for, like, not destroying the cupcakes on the way. Like, yeah, I mean, we really do need to shout out the mail, like in general, right now. <laughs> they need our love. Yeah. <laughs> mail has essentially saved our lives, especially in the last three months. But also, like you know, Victoria's cupcakes. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I was curious, like, did you, um, get to eat cupcakes on set? Yeah. Yeah. Like there were always like ever, like every time we had a scene in the bakery, they'd be like, once we were done shooting, they'd be like, okay, free for all. And like the whole crew would just be like, thanks. Like they'd give out boxes. (laughs) That's beautiful. Cause I always like food scenes and shows that make me hungry. I always think like, I am, I hope that people can eat the food because it would be so sad if it made me hungry and everyone in the scene hungry and like no one gets the cupcakes. On the budget of the film, like Mm -hmm. you in the Hallmark movie, I I wouldn't go near any of the food because they they made it three weeks ago and then like sprayed it to keep it looking fresh and like everybody's touched it especially in COVID now you're like not allowed to eat anything on a set you know so it kind of has a different spin right now but um you know you do yeah what do you what What is homework's Oh, go ahead, Bronwyn. Oh, my question is really not that important, but I was going to ask, what do they spray on the food? Like, do they spray something to make it shiny? <laughs> do, right? Yeah. Okay. It- I think so. Okay, cool. Because I like the ima- I, I like thinking that it's to make the food like prettier and more appetizing, as opposed to <laughs> soggy i don't know that's a great question <laughs> we tried this on to make it look gross yeah we wanted we wanted the viewers to get distracted by the the desecrated sandwich um yeah yeah you're welcome jordan what were you gonna ask oh i was gonna ask what is it like on a hallmark hallmark set because i never know like i always wonder where is it like a lot of like built sets or do you go to towns it's all location. So it's like, especially right now. So you, they have a lot of rules right now about where you can and cannot shoot because of COVID. And then some areas like in and outside of the zone of Vancouver are more expensive. So for the most part, we shoot like an hour outside of Vancouver, like a place called Abbotsford, Maple Ridge, um, Evergreen's shot in Burnaby, which is actually really close to Vancouver. That's inside the zone, but, um, you know, and it's all in location. So like, for example, like in, um, Christmas sweater, we were like in this lady's house, her actual house. Um, the community center was a church or it was a community. I don't even know what that place was. It was just this like enormous room with all these little other rooms with like a rack where I think there was a school in there, an actual school in there where we shot the school stuff. Cause there's not a lot of money to like build, you know, whole sets. Um, I mean, we built the gingerbread house and stuff, but that was just wood. And I thought they did a great job decorating that. But like, you know, it's all sort of like, Ooh, we found like a perfect house over here. We're just gonna, you know, put some Christmas decorations all over it and call it a day. Gosh. Cause all the sets are so cute. Like, I'm just like, I want to live here. This is adorable. <laughs> Not real life. <laughs> no. <laughs> Somebody spent like, thousands and thousands of dollars and days preparing it so that it looked perfect for about an hour and a half. (laughs) (laughs) That is such a perfect truth and metaphor for like life. (laughs) I love that they're on location though. Does that mean um, people from wherever you're shooting, do they get excited? And like, I mean, I, I know like in New York, if, if something's shooting, then usually there was something shooting in um, my neighborhood recently. And obviously mostly we just stayed off the street. Right. But do you end up meeting uh, locals and 
Well, like he's, again, like COVID changes that, you know, right. and also, yeah. because there's like, I think there's like 57 production shooting here in Vancouver right now. And wow. people don't know because it's like, we're loud. We leave a mess. The lights are annoying. The parking gets all messed up. So people are like, ugh, like go away, you know, but it was interesting on good doctor. Apparently there's this like exterior set of where they shoot the hospital, the exterior of the hospital, but it's actually a college. So these two women, one was from Seattle and one was like a local Vancouver woman used to come every time they would shoot outside of this college to do the exteriors of the hospital. They would come and hang out and take pictures and they were just like fans. And then they became best friends. And now they like started the good doctor fan club and they, you know, and, and so I think like stuff like that is kind of magical. COVID makes it all a disaster, but we're, we're going to get a vaccine and everything's going to be okay soon. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. like a week, it, it is really awesome. I mean, obviously we don't want to like go in deep in, in the COVID land, but like the fact that there's three vaccines that have been announced in the last week and a half is really awesome. With a lot uh, of, a lot of a, like effect, they were, they seem very effective and yeah. Yeah. And 90%, 95. I have a lot of hope. Me too. Me too, which is like very, very necessary. We need hope so that we can make more things and do more things and, you know, go on the ski trips and get the Christmas trees and <laughs> all of like, I just want to like go kiss all my friends on the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I want to jump I on know. and just lay my bacteria on top of them and just be like, nah, like, I just want them. I want my people. I miss yeah. humans. I miss human yeah. bodies on my body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't gotten to record in the same room with Bronwyn for, like, most of this year. And I hate it because I'm always so excited when Bronwyn comes over. You usually, like, bring snacks and, like, wine. And, you know, we, like, sometimes we watch other things. And it's just, like, I don't know. It's, like, a sweet time. And I have a new couch. And you haven't gotten oh, to sit on my new couch. Bronwyn. I miss it. You I like to cuddle on that couch. Absolutely. We have to like, cause it will be like, we'll record and then we'll watch something and like drink and have snacks and catch up. And it's, it's kind of like, um, I don't know. It's like our own little church, but like not yeah. church. Yeah, it's like our own little time. It's so sweet. Um, I miss all of that. I can't wait to just like go, I don't know stay up all night and like go get drunk with people and hang out and just everything. So Bronwyn, if somebody walked into your apartment right now and shot you in the arm with the vaccine and said, okay, you are totally don't have to worry about COVID. What's, what would you do for the rest of the day? It's 6 PM right now. You've just gotten the shot. What's the first thing you do? Oh, this is such a great question. Um, okay, so it depends on if things are open, but there's a neighborhood bar that I miss. I, I love some of the bartenders and I have neighbors. It's It really is like cheers because I've met neighbors there and we're friends online now and chat. And I'd love to just go there. And, you put on and an outfit? Are you I would. I, I think I'd do full face of makeup. I think I'd like... I might even get the girls out. I might even get a little cleave out and just like, yeah. just be out. The girls. <laughs> the yeah. girls. Like, you don't wear a coat, right? Like, yeah. No, no. like yeah. just go out there, like maybe get a little sick, uh, but not COVID, you know, just like a little sure. cold. No, no, no. Um, yeah. Oh, go, go be in the neighborhood. And then I would definitely call, I'd call Jordan, I'd call some friends and we just like go somewhere and all of us, I don't know. I, I don't even know where we go. That's the thing. I'd be so overwhelmed. I'm excited. I, I also miss, 
I would go to Chinatown. I'd go to Spicy Village and I'd get the dumplings. Ooh, yeah. I'm thinking about that and now. Would you go to yeah. a movie in a theater? Oh, See, yes. That I miss what that I so would much. immediately <laughs> do. You go now. Okay, what's yours? Yeah. Go. I would, I would immediately like, and I live so far from Metrograph, but I would go to, um, the trains, the big train station in, um, in this part of like Queens, like close to Flushing, I would ride all the way downtown and go to the Metrograph. Like I would be at the Metrograph so quickly and I would not care what I'd be watching. And also the popcorn is so expensive at the Metrograph. I don't care. Like I would be getting like a really expensive popcorn. (laughs) Yeah, there's snacks there. They have, like, gourmet candy. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would spend, like, $40 on candy. <laughs> and I would, like, take the popcorn and, like, throw it into people's mouths and, like, do yes. things I'll never be able to do right now. Yes. Like, I feel like I, when I see all my friends, I'm going to, like, grab their asses, like, consensually. But, like, I'm just going to be like, oh, my gosh, can I just climb on you and give you a hug? <laughs> it's time. <laughs> yeah, no, I miss flirting with my friends. It's, like, my favorite thing. <laughs> I know. Just, like, uh it, I feel like this next summer is going to be next level. Everybody's gonna just going to be doing hard. everything. Like, everyone's going to get STDs. How'd you get an STD? And you're like, I made out with my best girlfriend. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got one at the coffee shop. We don't need to dive in. It, <laughs> <No>. it happens. <laughs> And I also feel like during COVID, like I've made so many friends online. Like, yeah. Because we're all just like alone. And it's just like, I'm like cold messaging people on Twitter. It's like, we've never talked, but like, can we be friends? <laughs> like, I bet you there's going to be like a culling once we all start hanging out with people that we have only known virtually, where we yes. realize like we don't actually like them. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh, down, we're like, oh, I've been talking to that girl for six months and she's actually crazy. And I didn't know until the first time I actually hung out with her in person, which would be really interesting, <laughs> you know, that is really funny. Cause I have been thinking about like that kind of recoil, like how there's going to be the initial excitement and all the hanging out. And then I'm going to also remember that like, I do get drained really easy. Like I get, totally. I get so hyper, but then I crash so hard. Totally. And so there's going to be like, Everybody going out, everything, and then there's going to be so into training. Like we're going to have oh. to be like, okay, I can only do an hour because then I'm going to get overextended and overexcited, and then I'm going to need to go have some alone time because we're going to have to train ourselves. Yeah, we yeah. have to build up resistance training, like or exactly. endurance, I guess is the right word. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh my God, Bronwyn, how long do you think it would take us to get tired of doing stand-up again? Because right now I'm like, I have to be on a stage. I have to tell jokes. I might even go to an open mic, even though I hate those. But now... <laughs> I don't know. That's such a great question. I don't I, I don't think I would get tired of performing, but I think that um, like being in some of the... Uh, listening to some of the specifically new male comedians would still ter- tire me. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm being vague, but it's also very applicable, you know. Um, I think that even with COVID, there's going to be certain jokes that happen that I don't like. And so I will get tired of that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll be like, really? Is your is your ex girlfriend that crazy, or do you need to look inside yourself? Um, <laughs> it's, it's always looking inside. It's so weird because I took like a. I mean, you know this, Bronwyn, but I took a break from doing stand up for a while, and then like I took a break, and then COVID happened, and it just is a much longer break. And now mm-hmm. I'm just like, if I do not do 
Like, I want to, like, record a stand-up album. That's how much I miss stand-up right now. Is there any way that you can do stand-up, like, virtually? Or is that stupid because you can't hear anybody? And people have been doing it. Yeah, yeah, I've done some Zoom stuff. And it's it's really interesting because, like, there's definitely ways to do it. But it is awkward because, as you know, you like, it's like... In the last. <laughs> yeah. like, you have to wait. And then, like, it's like a conference call. Uh, it's like you're making jokes in the office, but it's on video. So I, it's like, I mean, you should be able to click, like, a laugh button in real time, you know? Yeah. So like, I'm getting laughs. I'm getting laughs. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly it's really funny I feel like you have to really have a sense of humor about yourself which you know most people do that are going to do that but some people it, it is interesting some people like don't know how to cope with the weirdness right and it's like no you just have to let go and let this be as weird as it as it is because it's not the same as in person but I mean that applies to so many things during COVID oh actually um do you want to plug anything is um, so what I have coming up that I'm really excited about, I'm not sure when this is going to air, but, um, starting, uh, this Thursday, November 26th, um, I have a short film that I wrote and directed and produced and star in that premiered at Sundance. It's really good. I'm super proud of it. And it's going to be released on topic.com. It is behind a paywall, but the, they, you can sign up for a free one week subscription. So then you can watch it for free starting on Thursday. Feel free to go to topic.com and search the movies called meats, or you can go to my Instagram page, which is Ashley Williams and company. And you can find out everything you need to need. you need to know? You can watch the trailer, etc. Fantastic. I'm excited. I'm looking at it right now and I love, I love the um, description. A pregnant vegan suddenly craves meat. So she hires a butcher to teach her how to be a responsible carnivore and ends up learning (laughs) a whole new side of herself. Yes. Sign me up. Yeah. And and her husband produced it. Well, I produced it and then he, you know, was right next to me the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I saw his name there and I was like, Oh, but like, you're like, I'm letting him play. It's fine. <laughs> no, listen, my husband is a super successful producer. Um, his name's Neil Dodson and he's, um, he's like a maniac. He's incredible. He's a genius. And he, like, he produced this movie called Triple Frontier, which came out on Netflix. Um, he produced Margin Call, All is Lost, A Most Violent Year. He's been nominated for Academy Awards. He's amazing. And, um, he actually was like, you need to direct, like, this is crazy. And then he basically talked me through all the steps. Um, and helped me out. I think he's actually calling me right now. I love that. Let me just answer. Hello. I'm still in my podcast. Hi, Gus. Can I call you back? Okay, bye. So I mean, he called twice. That was so cute. So cute. That was so cute. And also, like, the most violent year, very underrated movie. Yes. So I'm happy to. It's a good movie, right? Absolutely. He produced that. He produced that start to finish. He's amazing. So, anyway, he really helped me with this movie. He hooked me up with an incredible DP. Um, He was there with me on set every second, um, helped me set everything up. And also, we have two kids together. I love a power Um, couple. I'm so. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's my secret weapon. Not so secret because I talk about him nonstop. But yeah, he's 
he's amazing. And I'm just kidding that I produced it and he was next to me the whole time. Absolutely not what happened. Oh my god. I'm like, I'm so happy that that we could like have you on the show when Broadman said I'm so happy to be here, you guys are awesome. I love it. Let's do it yeah. again. Honestly, anytime, like, if you watch something and you're like, okay, I, I need to talk about this, please. Yeah, we would love to I'm have you back anytime. Like a romantic yeah. comedy? Yeah. And it could be one that you love or it could be one that you don't like. We we cover it all. <laughs> you guys watch um, The Rough Patch, The Rocky Road, The Rocky Patch. <laughs> I'm looking it up. The Rocky Patch. Uh, The Rough Patch. The Rocky Part. The Tricky (laughs) The Rough. (laughs) On the Rocks. That's what it's called. On the Rocks, right? Oh, yes. On the the new one. The the Coppola? (laughs) Yeah, I have not watched it yet. I need to watch it. Um... I would love to talk about that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm so glad I went through all that. Oh, yeah. No, I love that. Um, I was like, yeah, let me see. I'll think about it. But I'll, um, yeah. And also the next time I want to like go bug all of your listeners about something, you know, then I'll just hit you up and I'll be like, hi, can I come talk about something? I would love that so much. I, yeah, I texted Jordan and was like, okay, I'm going to email her and ask. I felt all shy. So I was so excited when you said, you yeah, you never so shy. <laughs> also, well, um, it's so good to meet you guys. You're awesome. Keep going. Thank you. Oh, thank you. You're awesome too. <laughs> all right, you guys have a great all right, day. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. Um,